Good Lord. What are we talking about today? I mean, you got you got a continuation of Supreme Court last week. I've got a better explanation of why they think the concealed carry ruling from the Supreme Court affects red flag laws. Uh, we also have the reaction to the Roe v. Wade stuff, which we'll get into with the domestic terrorism and, and the violence and all of that stuff that happened over the weekend. Uh, then you also get into the Supreme Court ruling on the coach who prayed, which I told you they were going to rule in favor of him. There's no way not to. Again, when you argue as atheist groups do, when you argue that, oh, you can't have religion at any public institution, it is crystal clear that that is not true. Uh, now, the government, what they can't do, the government can't say that Christians can pray or there can be a Christmas display but no other display. That's what the government can't do. But you can have religious displays on government property. You just can't restrict which religions do it. And I know that that, you know, sticks in the cross some people sometimes because, again, the Church of Satan has been recognized as a religion, so the Church of Satan can erect, you know, a demon or something like that for a holiday display. They're allowed to do that. And if you want to be able to erect um, nativities and stuff like that, you have you have to acknowledge that, too, because the government has acknowledged the Church of Satan as an official religion. Uh, if you disagree with that, that's fine. You got to vote in a way that maybe changes that. Uh, but they did establish a church. Yes, they're quackadoodles. Um, yes, the leader of the Church of Satan is a monumental moron. We've been over that many, many times, and he's gotten into some battles with some local people here. Uh, just not a very bright individual. Um, and then, of course, you have the the local, well, the Indiana leader of the Church of Satan actually is a teacher here. Uh, well, in in Indiana, but uh, it, yeah, it just it makes things a little bizarre. But you know. When you look at this, the, the ruling on the coach, we'll get to it. I'm not going to talk about it now, but when you get to the ruling on the coach being able to pray, it, it always was going to go that way. There was just no there's no justifiable legal reason to not allow him to pray. Um, people try to say it's the Establishment Clause, of course, doesn't apply, so it's 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 nonsensical. But we'll get to it because it's a big ruling. I mean, it's, it's a big ruling, and we've been expecting it for some time. I want to play you a montage. Now, the Daily Wire put this together. I'm just going to let you know, just in case you care, that there are some bad words in it that are bleeped out. Uh, they're bleeped pretty good. And just in case you got kiddos around, you still don't want them to hear the bleeping things. You got three and a half minutes. Okay. So three and a half minutes, you can come back. I think you can probably guess you can use your imagination. You could hop onto YouTube on your own time or whatever, and kind of see what actually transpired over the weekend. This is just a small sampling. Now this includes people on TikTok. This includes people on social media, on Twitter. This includes people um, who are members of Congress. This includes celebrities. This includes kind of everybody. So it's just a mishmash of, you know, a supercut of some of the the favorite freakouts, if you will, that the Daily Wire was able to put together. And then we're also going to play a segment from Tucker Carlson. And I honestly, if it were up to me, I would play you the full eight minute clip because I think it's probably Tucker's best. But I can't because it's eight minutes and I stretch things when I go four or five minutes and I hate doing it. But I'm definitely not going to play an eight-minute clip unless it's, you know, historically relevant, uh, whether it's a day of remembrance or something of that nature. But it, it is so good, the way that he kind of drives this, this bit home. Uh, we will be talking about the companies trying to give, um, uh, you know, paid time to go get an abortion and that sort of stuff and what that actually means. There's a lot that we're going to get to today. Tons of stuff. And, and even things that have nothing to do with the Supreme Court. I promise. I'm not going to bombard you with Supreme Court stuff the entire day today. Um, in the meantime, if you follow me on Telegram or Truth Social, I have a poll. 
and I would like you to take the poll. So it's on Truth Social or Telegram at Casey the Host. Should a teacher be allowed to moonlight as an adult film star or an OnlyFans? Should they be able to make pornography at night when they're not teaching? And the poll gives you three different options. You know, basically, yes, they're an adult. No, it's immoral. And then third option is um, only if they're not, you know, promoting it in a way that kids can can gain access to. So it's entirely up to you. I, I'm just interested in what you think about that, because we'll get to that story, you know, some point this week, maybe today, maybe not. To, I don't think I'm going to give you details on that story today. It might just be a general discussion. Um, but yeah, it's just it's very it's a very interesting thing, and it does involve a local scoop. So, but, but it's not my scoop, so I don't want to do it before it's published. Uh, so I'll see how I feel about that. All right, I'm going to play you this. Go and cue my audio, please. This is a super cut of some of the best reactions from the left after Roe v. Wade was overturned. The Supreme Court has overturned Roe versus Wade, that landmark decision that gave women a right to an abortion that no longer stands in the United States. The hell with the Supreme Court. We will defy them. Women will be in control of their bodies. And if they think black women are intimidated or afraid, they got another thought coming. We're going to be in these streets all day and all night, and we need... We need to turn these tears into anger, turn them into fury. We need millions of people out in the streets, shut this country down and tell them that we're, we, we won't go back and we are not going to go back to business as usual until the U.S. government ratifies abortion into our laws. So I'm angry right now. If you aren't angry, f*** you. You are part of the problem. From time to time, I quote this poem by Ehud Manor. He says, I have no other country, even though my land is burning. Only a word in Hebrew penetrates my veins, my soul with an aching body and with a hungry heart. Here is my home. I will not be silent, for my country has changed her face. My country has changed her face. Like she changed hers. All we want is our right to choose. If you want to have a child, go ahead and have a child. If you want to leave your child at the doorstep, go ahead and leave your child at the doorstep. But for us, but, we can't but he's live a with dude. that. He can't okay, choose. sir, I'm just trying to help. No need to raise your voice. So you ordered a pound of chicken salad, and when you took it home, it was only 0.987. It wasn't a full pound, so you'd like some money back. I would love to help you with that. What the Supreme Court just did was that they chose to endanger the lives of all women and all birthing people in this country. But not only that, they've chosen to strip rights from men too. You deserve the full pound. You deserve the full pound. It's just like, if you're paying for the full pound, you should deserve the full pound because I believe that people should be able to like, get what they want and what they need and what's like safest for them. Look, I am spitting mad over this. We have six extremist justices who have decided that their moral and religious views should be imposed on the rest of America. Five justices said they respect precedent, precedents. Five said that Roe v. Wade was established precedents. Five said they would never undermine established precedent. It is unconscionable what this decision will do to the American people. 
I have no rights to my body now? Are you kidding me right now? This is what everybody that has ever put that uniform on and went over and put their lives on the line to be told now I can't have the choice over my body. The court has done what it has never done before, expressly take away a constitutional right that is so fundamental, so extreme that women could be punished for protecting their health. So extreme that women and girls were forced to bear their rapist child. It just, it, it just stuns me. As a small little spattering of the insanity that we saw over the past couple of days, it was nice of that, um, that, that thing, I don't know what it was, uh, to say, this is what people put the uniform on and went over and fought the Nazis for. Yeah, that was it. I... Go ask your great-granddad why they fought the Nazis. I'm sure uh, so women can kill babies is at the very top of their list. Um, You know, what's interesting is that a lot of people have often referred to abortion as America's genocide. Or as America's Holocaust. It has come up many times. So what's interesting about some of this stuff is obviously this this is kookery. And again, this comes from an, an intentional misleading of what the repeal of Roe actually was. And as we have highlighted, most people who even support abortion have been saying, look, it's only a matter of time before Roe gets overturned. It is terrible law. Horrible. The only reason it hasn't happened sooner is because it was seen as, well, really, there's weak Republicans who went ahead and, you know, they tried to try to placate people based on, based on the health of the, the the mom and that sort of thing, or they said really awkward things. And this is why I've been telling the, the pro-life crowd, look, science is on your side here. Science is not on the side of pro-choice. Science is on your side. Stop arguing from a biblical perspective. You don't need to. And when you argue, argue from a biblical perspective, which may be the most important thing in the world to you, it may mean absolutely nothing to the people that you've just heard in that particular clip. Okay. And some of you maybe wrongly see it as your mission to proselytize the gospel to those people on that particular issue, but I'm telling you, you're going to lose. So there's no reason to do it. You might be right, you'll still lose, because in their mind, you're insane. But if you use science, which is always on the pro-life side, if you use science, you take that argument away from them. If you tell them, all right, we'll give you abortions for the life of the mother, rape, and incest. We'll give it to you. Why? Because it almost never happens. Less than 1%, less than 1% of all abortions in the United States involve health of the mother, which is almost medically never necessary now, very rarely, okay? So the life of the mother, incest, rape, less than 1% of all abortions involve that, okay? So you give that to them. As I've said before on this show, many, many times and in person, Uh, with many of you, you're either for more dead babies or you're against more dead babies. And the all-or-nothing pro-lifer crowd, you're for more dead babies until you get your way. And I'm sorry, that's immoral. You're wrong. In my opinion, you're wrong. You say that your objective is to reduce the number of babies killed, and yet you will not reduce the number of babies killed unless you get all-or-nothing. That is not a tenable argument. So I've been trying to make this case to people for almost two decades now. Finally, ladies and gentlemen, finally, large swaths of the pro-life circles embraced science. They embraced my strategy. 
and now you've got a repeal of Roe v. Wade, okay? And all Roe v. Wade does is restore the Federalist Representative Republic that we have instead of taking power away from the people and putting it in the hands of unelected bureaucrats. That's what we're talking about here. But you have so many lies, whipping people up into a frenzy, telling them that the repeal of Roe does something that it doesn't do, and naturally people start freaking out. And as I've said many times before, if you devoted so much time and so much energy over two years plus forcing people to wear a mask, forcing people to do this, forcing people to isolate, wear your mask in your car, wear your mask in your house, put, put a mask on your kid, do this, do that, do that. Stop, stop exposing other people to everything. Make sure you put your stupid mask on, your stupid mask on, your stupid mask on. If you could spend over two years with that dedication, getting other people to put a mask on their face, you can spend 30 seconds forcing your sexual partner to wear a condom. But you chose not to. Probably because you don't like the sensation. Okay, there's other things that you can do. You chose not to do. Things, and that's it, we were laughing about this. This is one of the funniest things that I, that I ever heard. I'm going to go sterilize myself if they repeal Roe v. Wade. Okay, your, your terms are acceptable. You're not a reasonable person who should ever co- well, co- co-create, man. Pop, pop, whatever. You should never have kids. You should never procreate. That's it. You should never procreate. If you, <laughs> if you go your entire life without contraception and your go-to affordable option is to sterilize yourself. <laughs> Uh, all right, so I'm going to play the soundbite from Tucker Carlson because he just hit this home. He did. He hit it home. It's it's an eight-minute clip that you should listen to the entire thing. We'll play like two minutes of it. That's coming up next on Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. You know, I will um, – I'm going to tell the, the pro-abort crowd – to do what I tell my Second Amendment crowd to do. Uh, buy a 3D printer. You figure out a way to print yourself some birth control, okay? <laughs> if there's a will, there is a way. I promise you. Hey, cue my audio. Tucker Carlson had a really good segment on this, and it was eight minutes long. I will include the eight-minute clip in the Daily Show prep, but I can only play you a couple of minutes here. But I want you to listen to this because this is such a – this honestly – I know that Tucker does a lot of great work, but I think this could be his very best. Have a listen. This particular ruling dramatically reduces the power of unelected judges to dictate the details of the lives of millions of Americans and returns that power to voters. Voters get to decide how they want to live. That's an extreme ideology that upsets the balance of power somehow. We thought that was the whole premise of our system. We thought that was democracy. And yet the very people who've been lecturing us for years about democracy, it's the end of democracy, are horrified by the return of democracy. They're telling us the legitimacy of our institutions is at risk. And yet they cannot allow voters to have a say in how they live. What does that tell you? It tells you they care about power, not popular support. They're afraid to put their ideas to the test of a vote. 
And that's why the Justice Department, which no longer dispenses justice, instead it works on behalf of the Democratic Party, allowed thugs to gather outside the homes of Supreme Court justices for the last several weeks in violation of federal law in an effort to intimidate them into not doing what they did today. And that's why today you saw several elected members of Congress call for insurrection. That would include Sandy Cortez of Westchester. That would include, as always, Maxine Waters of Los Angeles. This is not the first riot she's called for. She once again threatened violence against Supreme Court justices because they came down with an opinion she doesn't agree with. And then she promised to defy the court's ruling. How's this for defending our institutions? Watch. You see this turnout here? You ain't seen nothing yet. Women are going to control their bodies no matter how they try and stop us. The hell with the Supreme Court. We will defy them. Women will be in control of their bodies. And if they think black women are intimidated or afraid, they got another thought coming. To hell with the Supreme Court. Roberta Mugabe there will defy them. Really? You will defy our core institution after sending people to prison for questioning the last election. Is that what you're saying? Don't lecture us ever again about the sanctity of our institutions, about our norms, because you clearly don't care about them at all. Great ending there. Is power. Absolutely great ending. And again, you know, part of this is, look, you're sitting there and you're going, don't ever lecture us about the sanctity of our institutions because you don't care about our institutions. As I've told you countless times, there are two rules, okay? Rule number one, whatever the left accuses the right of doing, they themselves are doing. Rule number two, every belief the left has contradicts another one of their beliefs. Every single one. It is without fail. I have yet to find an example where it doesn't apply. And this is, again, just I know that the whole January 6th thing really was laughable as they were trying to say, the law enforcement officers of the Capitol Police are heroes. And, like, you hate cops. Like, you hate cops. And now, of course, the Capitol Police have been thrown under the bus. They're no longer the heroes. Now they're the villains, according to the leftists, because they can't keep up. They can't keep up the narrative long enough. So a little bit later on today, I'm going to go over what the new Republican is and whether you agree with it or not. But this is very interesting because there is a, a definite shift in what qualifies somebody as a Republican. But it is very interesting to see how people have handled this. They've handled it exactly as we thought. Tons of violence. A lot of police officers were assaulted over the weekend. And as I predicted last week, you will see violence and you'll see the media ignore it and or excuse it and even promote it. And that is exactly what you have seen. Where's all of the where's all the examples of the the news media pointing out the police officers who were attacked and victimized over the weekend? Because there's a lot of them. Tons of them. Where were they? Kind of weird how those news reports didn't show up anywhere, right? A little strange, don't you think? Rumble.com slash Casey, the host, to watch the live stream and hang out with us. We got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel, MNC News Time. 3.31, time to check out Impress Jewelry Creations, creating meaningful jewelry for the moments that last a lifetime.
And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. So the poll that I'm doing today, should a teacher or educator be allowed to moonlight as an adult film star? I got three choices for you. Uh, yes, they're adults. No, it's immoral. And th- I'm paraphrasing what the options are. I wrote them out a little bit more detailed than that. And then three, only if they don't promote it in a way the kids could come in contact with. Okay, Those are the three options right now in the poll. Uh, so you can take the poll on Telegram at Casey the Host or on Truth Social at Casey the Host. I got a link to the, uh, the poll on Telegram. And right now, no is winning. There are a, it's a close race between only if they don't promote it in a way that would be accessible to kids. Um, but not a lot of you think it's okay. Very interesting. Very interesting. So go take that poll. Truth Social at Casey the Host or Telegram at Casey the Host. I do want to thank R&B Car Company, locations in South Bend and Warsaw. R&B Car Company are your used car experts. Poor Nancy Pelosi's just not having a good week last week, is she? Husbands getting getting charged, might face a year in jail. She's um, she's gonna lose the midterm election bad. Uh, she's got a lot of people who've lost confidence in her in her own party. She's had some uh, some cardinals basically deny her communion. Uh, let's see what else the Roe v. Wade thing. I just she's not having herself a, a good last week. That's for sure. We'll see if she has a better week this week. I don't I don't know. All right, a um, little bit later on, I'm going to talk about the new Republican and what that actually means and, and if you agree with it. So keep keep that in mind when we uh, we advance the show here. So there's a couple of just smaller stories, okay? I just kind of wanted to, to dish out smaller stories. I have been telling you for my entire career, ladies, don't vacation in Mexico. Don't. This is an absolute no-go if you're a young woman you're a young American woman, particularly if you are blonde, do not ever go to Mexico. And there's a lot of people who are blonde who go to Mexico and they come back safe and sound. They target blonde American women, young women who are attractive, teenage girls. They target them. You need to not go to Mexico. And I understand that there's some idiot out there who doesn't know a lot about life. And they're, no, no, there's these tourist areas and they're safe. No, that's where the cartel targets you, you idiot. You're not going to be in Chiapas. You're going to be in Cancun. They know where you are. They run a lot of the resorts that you are going to be vacationing at. They have people who work at those resorts who are lookouts and spies and Hey, super hot blonde girl over here, 16 years old, checked in with her mom and dad. She swims by herself at night in the pool, and then she's gone. I keep telling you this, and for you families out there who are insistent upon going to Mexico because it's affordable, I'm telling you right now, it ain't worth the risk. Stay the hell away from that country. 23-year-old woman from New Hampshire says that she was sexually assaulted at an all-inclusive resort in Mexico during a family vacation trip on April in uh, April 27th, family of seven had been planning the trip to Riviera Maya. Again, this is a Caribbean coastline, Yucatan Pen- Peninsula, very popular tourist spot for Americans. Beautiful views, beautiful landscape, affordable, all-inclusive resorts. This is where they target you. 
Nicola and Donnie McCabe brought their parents and their five children, Shelby, Keeley, Devin, and 12-year-old twins, Davis and Daisy. They thought that since they would be staying in an all-inclusive resort, that they would be safe. And they let down their guard. Before going to a dolphinarium, Shelby and one of her sisters went to a souvenir shop. I felt nervous about leaving her, but thought twice about it because it looked bright, cheery, and inviting. Nicola went back. They left Nicola. Uh, So Shelby and one of her sisters left. They went to the souvenir shop. They left Nicola by herself. And because everything was bright, it's an all-inclusive resort. They thought they were safe. Everything's cool. We left her by herself. I felt nervous about leaving her, but thought twice about it because it looked bright, cheery, and inviting, they said. Nicola went back to her room with the other kids and got a text from Keeley, the sister who went to the shop together with Shelby. Come here, she wrote. Nicola then went to her room and heard the shower running. Keeley told me that Shelby had come in and said that a man in a store had touched her. I went back into my room to get my husband, who was a retired law enforcement officer, so he could hear what Keeley had to say. In the meantime, Donnie was with his 12-year-old son. I was hanging out in our room with my 12-year-old son, waiting for everyone to get back and to then head to the beach. My wife, Nicola, and my 12-year-old daughter came back to the room after some shopping. Nicola received a text from Keeley asking her to come over to their room, so she did. A short time later, they came back to our room and told me quietly, Shelby was just sexually assaulted. And I don't need to give you more details on this. You just need to understand something. First of all, this family's lucky that she wasn't snatched. Because this happens to American girls in Mexico with regularity. It's not rare. It's not something that happens once every 20 years. It happens numerous times every holiday season. And by holiday, I mean summer. You do not vacation with girls in Mexico. You got to get it through your thick heads. And I'm, I'm saying this with some passion as somebody who comes from a place where human trafficking is a big problem. And from a place where people leave, they leave Vegas and they go to Tijuana. You live in a touristy area. The one thing you want to do is get away from tourists. You can become a tourist yourself. So if you cater to tourists, you like to be a tourist and be catered to. And Tijuana is a great place for that. It's cheap, right across the border. It doesn't take much time to go there. And girls disappear all the time. And for those of you who think you'll get them back, most likely you will not. You see, what ends up happening is they get, they get hit with ketamine or something else. They get drugged. They black out. They nab them. They're gone. By the time they wake up, guys, they're hundreds, maybe thousands of miles away. Sometimes they're in Europe. They're gone. And they are perpetually drugged up to where they cannot call you. There isn't an instance where they get a chance to wake up, find a phone, and call you back. They're gone. They are chained to a bed. They are kept high 24 hours a day while people pay to have time with them. That's how it works. Keep your kids away from Mexico. I don't know how many times I have to continue to tell you this. Oh, it'll be fine for us. We're going to go to a touristy area. It'll be It's an all-inclusive resort. We don't even have to leave the resort. They work at the resort. This kid is lucky she wasn't snatched. As bad as it was for her, she's darn lucky.
Got more coming up. 95.3 MNC. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. Probably the only place that you want to go to less than Mexico for vacation is Chicago. What a, another terrible weekend in Chicago. Holy smokes. All right. Uh, the Las Vegas Raiders, they did something funny. They actually worked out Colin Kaepernick. And this actually makes some sense. Okay, the Raiders do weird things anyway as a franchise. Now they're in Las Vegas. And because... There in Las Vegas, Colin Kaepernick played for the University of Nevada, Reno, which is the arch rival to UNLV. Uh, he ran the pistol offense there. He had some success in the NFL when they ran pistol variants in the NFL. Once they got him under center, that's when Colin Kaepernick kind of fell apart. He didn't develop. He didn't try to develop under center. Um, once they got him away from the pistol formation, which is primarily used in college, uh, he struggled mightily. He has tremendous arm strength. Nobody's questioning Colin Kaepernick's arm strength. Colin Kaepernick, though, I'm still perplexed that he wants to be a slave. It's weird, but, you know, teach their own. Some people don't want responsibility. Some people just want to be owned by somebody else. And Colin Kaepernick has made it very clear that the NFL is modern-day slavery, and he is desperate to become a slave. Uh, well, yeah, the, the Raiders, yeah, publicly, the Raiders said, yeah, we're we're encouraged by his, his workout. Cool. Has anybody seen any clips of it? Ben, you haven't seen any clips of Colin Kaepernick's workout? Cool. When was the last time a big-name quarterback or athlete worked out for an NFL team where you didn't see the, the workout tape? Anybody? Anybody? Huh? It's been a bit, Ben says. It's been a bit. <laughs> uh, you you always see the tape. The, the, fa <laughs> the fact that the NFL Network is not running tape of Colin Kaepernick trying out for the Las Vegas Raiders honestly tells you a lot. But here's the thing. Maybe the NFL is doing things a little bit differently, even though they have the exact same leadership in the exact same media organization as they always had. But just for the naysayers out there going, no, Casey, you just want Kaepernick to fail. Yeah, I do, because he's an idiot. But beyond that, beyond that, ignore my opinion. I'm just a radio host. I understand this. I used to talk about football an awful lot before I just stopped watching it. Uh, I was a big football fan. I used to play. Most of you know that. Um, there is somebody you should listen to, though. And the person you probably want to listen to used to play for the Raiders. He's a Hall of Famer. And his name is Warren freaking Sapp. And if Warren Sapp says something about a quarterback as a defensive end, you listen to him. And Warren Sapp, to put it mildly, uh, he said it was one of the worst workouts ever. And then he said what I just said. He goes, isn't it interesting that there's no footage of it? <laughs> he goes, nobody flew a drone up? There's no official camera crews releasing anything? Now, maybe that'll come out over the next week or so, but... It is bizarre that this is not a lead story on sports channels and shows right now on Monday, showing the workout of Colin Kaepernick. Highlights, lowlights, they're not doing anything. Why? Because right now, if you show Colin Kaepernick performing poorly, uh, you have now offended the woke mob, and you can't do that. Warren Sapp said it was a crap workout, and it was, quote, one of the worst workouts 
ever. So I, I don't know why Kaepernick, again, wants to be a slave, but he, he while well, he does, he wants to be a slave. Like I said, you know, teach their own. You want to be a slave? Fine, that's cool. Um, but he's not very good at it. He's not very good at being being a slave. He wants to be one, but he's not good at it. So now Colin Kaepernick has been forced to live a life of wealth, privilege, and freedom, which is really sad because that's not what he wants. He doesn't want a life of wealth, freedom, and, and, and privilege. Um, it's not what he wants, but it's unfortunate. Uh, <laughs> Warren Sapp on Colin Kaepernick's Raiders workout. This is U Stadium. Uh, quote, one of the worst workouts ever. <laughs> I, you think I'm putting the words in Warren Sapp's mouth. That is what he said, okay? Uh, but he did. He, he, he made mention. He's like, you know, it's kind of interesting that not a single bit, not a single bit of this footage has come out. Nothing. He says, I'm wondering how the heck this happened and the tape didn't get out, right? I mean, somebody wasn't over the fence or nothing? Come on. <laughs> this is... This is at the, the Raiders facility. You can easily fly fly a drone somewhere and see this. There's just no footage getting out of here because it's just too much of a public relations disaster for the NFL to tell you about it. So Colin Kaepernick trying to get back into the league, not going to work. Um, and it's, it's to me, it's laughable. Frankly, people who don't know anything about sports are now running around saying that they've been running around for years saying Colin Kaepernick needs to needs to be in the league. You know, nobody liked Colin Kaepernick's performance until he took a knee. That is the truth. Nobody on SportsCenter liked him as a quarterback. Nobody on the NFL Network liked him as a quarterback. Nobody on, was it the HBO show that they, or Showtime, whatever they do, the, the one with Boomer Esiason, none of them liked him as a quarterback until he took a knee. And then you weren't allowed to criticize him as a quarterback. This is a guy who, like some of the, the great, he wasn't a great college quarterback, but he's a good one. Um, some of the great college quarterbacks that come out of college, they start smelling their own farts. He went to San Francisco. We know what San Francisco, uh, people in San Francisco do on Fridays. They smell their own farts. That's what they do. Um, and he started believing his own hype. And they ran a pistol formation because he got on the field earlier than they wanted. So they ran a pistol formation and he ran the offense fine. And he had some success in that first first year or two. The moment they're like, okay, we're not running college stuff anymore. It's, you know, you're, you're dealing in the NFL, running it once in a while is fine, but people are going to game plan against this. You've got to actually work under center now. He struggled. And then he lost his job. And then he struggled for the rest of his career. That is the truth. And just objectively on his performance, nobody who analyzes the NFL that the Colin Kaepernick was good years ago when he was in his supposed prime years. And now that he's been away from the game for a long time and desperately trying to be a slave, in his own words, not mine, in his own words, desperately trying to be a slave. Sounds like a made-for-TV movie. Kaepernick, trying to be a slave. The interesting one, but his performance is terrible objectively by the people who would have played against him. His performance was one of the worst workouts ever, and the NFL will not show you any footage of it. And I think that's pretty telling. Go to, go to, uh, well, no, I was going to give you the wrong thing. Go to rubble.com slash Casey, the host. Got more coming up, 95.3 MNC. 
morning. Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. All right. I uh, do want to thank rbcarcompany.com. Again, that's R&B Car Company locations in South Bend, Warsaw, Columbia City. Great, great outfit. Highly recommend them. Let them know I sent you. Still waiting for my apologies. You realize I haven't gotten one apology from the Trishas in this community who who were wrong about me and COVID and everything else. I haven't got one apology, not one, not a single apology, considering I have been right about 98% of the time. All right, here we go. An 11-year-old Hong Kong girl vaccinated with the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine had symptoms of myocarditis, an 11-year-old. They want you to give this to six-month-olds. Since then, the Hong Kong Center for Public Protection extended the interval between the first and second doses of Pfizer from three to eight weeks for people between 18 and 59 years old, which didn't help the 11-year-old out at all. Dr. Edwind, Edmund Lam Wing Wo, a member of the Scientific Committee on Vaccine Preventable Diseases, responded on a radio program on June 20th of this year that the World Health Organization announced in January of 2022 their recommendation for an eight-week interval between the first two doses. We talked about this on the show. Studies have also shown that the risk of myocarditis or pericarditis caused by a longer interval could be lower, but due to the severe pandemic situation in Hong Kong during January, when all citizens were in urgent need of injections, they decided not to follow the WHO guidelines. Just so we're clear, January of this year, the WHO said, yo, stop getting the second dose so close to the first dose. You need to wait. And we talked about why that was. Hong Kong understood this, but they were having a massive outbreak of COVID at the time, and they ignored the World Health Organization's advice on that. And honestly, who could blame them? The World Health Organization had been lying to everybody the entire pandemic. So they ignored them. The WHO updated the vaccination interval guidelines in January 2022. The interval between the first and second dose should be four to eight weeks, where eight weeks can provide better immunity and also lower the chance to suffer from myocarditis or pericarditis. That's according to Dr. Lamb. He added that comparing the longer and shorter intervals, the risk of developing pericarditis is 10 times lower for the longer interval compared to the shorter interval. And as younger people have a higher chance of developing the symptoms, the recommended interval in January 2022 for vaccination of them was made at 12 weeks. So once again, expert saying Casey was right. On February 25th of 2022, the government proposed to reduce the interval between the first two doses of Pfizer for those aged 5 to 17. They wanted to reduce it from 12 weeks to 8 weeks. And that between the 18 and 59 years old uh, has remained at 3 weeks. Okay, So for those under the age of 18, they wanted to go from 12 weeks to 8 weeks in between first and second dose. For children 5 to 17 years old with an impaired immune system, so those are those who are are immunocompromised, they went to a three-week interval, okay? 
As to why the WHO's eight-week vaccination interval was not followed, Dr. Lamb said that they had to consider all factors, such as the risk of different age groups and changes in the local pandemic situation. So in January, the pandemic situation in Hong Kong became increasingly urgent, and it was under high pressure to let the public complete the vaccination as soon as possible to enhance general protection. He believes that only because of the risk of myocarditis, as well as long-term antibody levels, the vaccination interval was extended to eight weeks. As for the chance of having adverse conditions for those who received the second dose of the vaccine three weeks from the first, Lamb said that they should not worry because the chance of suffering from myocarditis is extremely low. There might only be minor symptoms such as raised Raised heartbeat within one week after vaccination. The risk associated with myocarditis remains extremely low, even by then. Okay. <clears throat> now, what's interesting about this is that according to the data, even though the risk of myocarditis is still relatively low for kids, okay, and it always has been. I've never, never denied that. My contention has always been, yes, but the risk is higher than a ser- serious reaction to COVID. And if you're a healthy child, healthy child, why would you as a parent force them into doing something that may very well cause them higher risk than just getting the disease itself? Various families might have answers for that. Grandma lives with them. Great-grandma lives with them. Whatever. You know, somebody's in the house immunocompromised, and this could reduce that. But we also know that, again, being vaccinated does not eliminate, um, it doesn't even really reduce the prospects of getting infected. Uh, For the first couple of weeks after you get vaccinated, you're actually at a higher risk of infection and you can still spread it. So the old arguments of, well, you'll be vaccinated so you won't get COVID don't really apply. So again, why would people continue to provide the risk? Now, the reason I'm bringing this up is, again, the World Health Organization, Hong Kong, as they've said before, the second Pfizer jab when it is taken after a shorter interval, that three-week or so interval, can have higher rates of myocarditis, which is why the World Health Organization and others have recommended that the vaccine be pushed out. This also is probably something that needs to be considered, considering the the new uh, guidelines here for six months to five years, and parents probably need to be aware of this. Um, This is myocarditis is not something that happens in young, healthy people. And yet it is happening at record, you could say, near epidemic states. Um, It it is certainly concerning the sheer number of athletes who have had adverse reactions or have died as a result of this, particularly in soccer in Europe. And it's to the point where even the soccer players are like, hey, why are we doing this? So uh, this seems to affect people of the athlete persuasion who are very, very intense with cardiovascular. Uh, so soccer is one of those examples of that. And the the European leagues had a very strict vaccine mandate for players, and of course they have a rigorous schedule. So this ended up manifesting in soccer players in Europe much more so than it did in other sports. But again, friendly reminder, when you take that second jab, three weeks or so out from the first jab, the chances of having a heart issue for young people increases exponentially. And you need to keep that into consideration if you are going to choose to take this risk. And it is a risk. 
because as we have highlighted, numerous peer-reviewed and clinical trials have showed consistently that young people who are healthy consistently have a higher risk of an adverse event with the vaccines than they do from the virus. And that is something that you need to consider as a parent with your doctors, your medical professionals, and everything else. But again, the research is pretty crystal clear on that one. Uh, People under the age of 40, if they're not immunocompromised or have a comorbidity, uh, they do very, very well with the virus, particularly with the new variants of the virus. Omicron is really not deadly for anybody, but it is still something that obviously they are trying to push, so be aware of it, particularly with these vaccines, getting that second dose in short intervals. Serious risk of heart issues with young people. More coming up, Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Uh, West Point is in the news. West Point, uh, the Navy. Navy had this weird thing, and I didn't talk about this last week, but might as well talk about it now. So the Navy has this really bizarre video. It's a training video that they pushed out to the entire Navy. And so they've got, you know, two people. They got a dude, they got a girl. We're sitting there. And the guy's wearing like a Navy white sweater with a rainbow across it. It's the Navy. Like, what? What? I mean, I make, look, I'm an Army guy. I make fun of the Navy. I, I love swabs. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, it's just, you know, friendly, friendly inter-branch rivalry, right? Um, but I felt really sad when I saw this because it's the Navy. And the whole video was about using proper pronouns. When you're in the military, your pronoun is your rank and your last name. You don't worry about the other stuff. It's your rank and your last name. So it doesn't make any sense to do a video like this. But they did. And it's obscenely stupid and, you know, nonsensical. Just doesn't make doesn't make any kind of sense whatsoever. It this is almost as bad as the stupid box wine drinking Karen's when you get out of the military and you go, "Yes, ma'am." And they go, "Don't call me ma'am." Like, okay, it's it's a term of respect. If you want me to call you something that's not respectful, I can do that. But it's just, it, it's it's gotten crazy. And I know that many of you feel the same way. But I want to talk about West Point. Because now we're dealing with, with, with my people. And the Army and the Marine Corps, um, you know, traditionally considered the ones who'd be the least likely to go down the woke path. But the, the Marine Corps... And the Army have been just as bad as every other branch on this. Several retired U.S. military officers signed a letter written by, quote, concerned graduates of West Point and the Long Gray Line, which objects to mandatory vaccinations, CRT instruction, progressivism, and other woke sentiments in the military academy. I had a meeting a couple of months ago with some soldiers in the Indiana National Guard. And they gave me lots of information about what was happening with force readiness because of forced removal from the military because of the vaccinations. We are talking about we're talking some some units were losing like two thirds of their people 
when you talk about force readiness and what that does, it's bad. You know, a couple of weeks ago, there was a, a lot of TikToks of, they call it mill talk. It's military TikTok where they were posting videos of all of them getting, getting their, their, uh, their separation papers because they wouldn't get the vaccination. And the military themselves, this is the thing, the military themselves is not even adhering to the current standard of vaccinated. Because you only have to have the two doses, right? And you're not even currently vaccinated unless you have three or four. But they're still going on the old one. But military doctrine still says that you are allowed to have an exemption for it, but they're not allowing the exemption. They're not respecting anybody's religious exemptions either. None of it makes sense because the military, the way that the uh, the regulations are right now is if you've been exposed to COVID, then you have natural immunity and therefore you don't have to get vaccinated, but they're still forcing people to get vaccinated. Even though the military's own code says you don't have to. And in this meeting, they were asking about this. And basically what was happening is, you know, the army was basically telling, yeah, we don't care. We don't, we don't care that our own rules and regulations say that you don't have to get vaccinated. You still have to get vaccinated or else you're going to be separated. There's people who have served multiple tours, who have, have had entire careers here, who are sacrificing retirement benefits in the military simply because the military themselves is not following their own rules. And these are people who have loyally served their country. Now, you can say a lot of bad things about the military. A lot of people have had a lot of bad experiences serving in the military. I had a pretty good experience for the most part. The one thing the military was always good at was respecting your religious beliefs. And they've now thrown that completely out. There is no branch right now respecting anybody's religious beliefs in the military. None. Absolutely none. And you're, you're kicking good people out, experienced people out. And at the time that I had this meeting, Ukraine was like ramping up. And nobody knew what was going to happen. And for the record, we still don't know what's going to happen. Nobody talks about it right now. Ukraine's getting their butts kicked right now. Why do you think you're not hearing about Ukraine anymore? Ukraine's losing. They're not winning anymore. They're losing. They are absolutely getting hammered right now. So it's going to get to a point where either we just fade away and we go, all right, Ukraine's probably going to lose this thing. Or potentially... You start getting towards the election. Hey, we got to ramp up, you know, the, uh, the the war hawk stuff and the war drums and turn it into an election issue. And Ukraine's about to lose, so we can't let them lose because that would that would mean that the Russians expand out. And what do we do? It's not going good for Ukraine right now, guys. I don't know how many of you have been paying attention to it, but it is not going good for them at all. So the latest aid package has, you know, air defenses and all sorts of stuff in there. Um I don't know what's going to happen. But when we had this meeting, Ukraine was ramping up and nobody really knew what was going to happen. Were we going to get involved openly? Okay, Eric, I know we're involved. Openly involved. Were we? We had no idea. But the military was separating thousands and thousands of people who were experienced simply because they wouldn't get vaccinated. And the military was violating their own rules and regulations to do it. And for the regulations that didn't apply to the particular service member, they were completely ignoring that service member's religious beliefs out the window to force them to get 
two shots to be vaccinated when you're not even considered vaccinated at that time. It was three. I think it's four now, right? So even the military standard of fully vaccinated isn't even the current standard of being fully vaccinated. So that doesn't even make any sense. The military is so off their rockers right now. And they're losing good people as a result of it. They're affecting our ability to conduct operations overseas and domestically because of it. You know, what I thought was so interesting. I had this meeting with these with these soldiers and as they were explaining this and, and giving me this this information. <clears throat> At the exact same time, the Indiana, the Indiana National Guard, these happen to be members of the Guard, the Indiana National Guard was pushing extra bonuses to get people to enlist because they were so short of manpower. So while the Indiana National Guard is separating people who honorable service, Many of them have accommodations simply because they won't get vaccinated. They're now pushing for new recruits with extra bonus money because they're desperate to refill the positions that they're now losing because they're forcing good people out. You talk about Chewbacca. That doesn't make any kind of sense. It doesn't make sense for any job, any field whatsoever to separate arbitrarily experienced personnel and bring in new recruits. It never makes sense in the military. Ever. But that's exactly what's happening. And in some of these units, I mean, we're talking AIT is you know long. It's not short. You get your basic training, you go to AIT. So then you get out of AIT. Maybe you can kind of do the job a little bit, depending on your MOS. But you still have to learn. Honestly, a lot of these these people that we're getting rid of, I mean, they're they're irreplaceable. And then you look at the, the Navy focused on, you know, proper pronouns with a guy speaking to sailors in a rainbow sweater. You got the Marine Corps putting a helmet proud to serve on the cat eye band on there. And then, you know, with the rainbow bullets in the band. Um, and yet... West Point, people out there being taught, you know, woke stuff, CRT, all of this. Now there's a letter from people who graduated from West Point. Like, this crap has got to stop. We wanted to challenge the leadership of the Academy and the Defense Department on their woke actions, CRT, diversity training, and other discrepancies in the Academy. This is retired Army Major General Paul Vallely. We found it pervasive at the Naval and Air Force Academies, so we knew it was directed from the highest levels of our military leadership. We all want the military to get back on track to training and leading our armed forces to secure America and its citizens. This is more than just about recruitment ads. And I know that we talked about that stupid recruitment ad, you know, a year or two ago, where it's like, oh, hi, I'm so-and-so, and I've got two moms, and yay, I have a home in the Army. Nobody cares what your home life is like. Can you do your job? Makes makes no difference. I was telling people in the live stream yesterday, this is a true story. So many people joined the military from all walks of life. True story. At basic training, I met somebody from Mississippi who had never worn shoes before. Ever. 
first several weeks in combat boots was not pleasant for him, but never worn shoes before. I don't know how you're going to get those, but guess what? You could shoot like, like a mug. You wouldn't believe how this guy could shoot. How are you going to get people like that now? I don't know. I mean, at least they're stepping up. Say, West Point, get your act together. This is crazy. Good for them for doing it. Unfortunately, they'll be ostracized. And the military right now is led by a bunch of weak-kneed cowards who don't care. MNC News time is 4.32. Time to check out Impress Jewelry Creations, creating meaningful jewelry for the moments that last a lifetime. Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I'm your host, Casey Hendrickson. I want to thank R&B Car Company, locations in South Bend and Warsaw. R&B Car Company are your used car experts. Follow me on Rumble at Casey the Host. Hit that subscribe button, please. Also on Truth Social at Casey the Host. All right. There's a, a couple of very interesting stories here that I don't know are, are, if they're getting any kind of coverage or what. I'm not exactly sure. I haven't paid attention to the, the cable news. Um, Rudy Giuliani was attacked. I don't know if you all saw this over the weekend, but uh, he was actually attacked at a grocery store by an employee. Washington Times, grocery store worker has been charged with assaulting Rudy Giuliani over the abortion ruling. A man has been charged with assault after hitting former New York Mayor um, Rudy Giuliani. Why did I say former New York Mayor of New York? (laughs) Carrie Pickett. And whoever edited Carrie Pickett's article, that's the first sentence, guys. Come on. For hitting the former the former New York mayor of New York, Rudy Giuliani. Uh, so anyway, this is at a shop right in Staten Island. And I remember Giuliani's 78 years old. I mean, he is a he's a senior citizen. I mean, he's he's getting up there. So he was smacked on the back by a store worker while on the campaign trail for his son, Andrew Giuliani, who was running for governor in New York's primary which will happen tomorrow. Very interesting to see that because he's going up against Lee Lee Zeldin. So I get out. I walk to the men's room. I come out of the bathroom, a group of people around me, and all of a sudden I feel a shot on my back like somebody shot me, Giuliani told WABC's Curtis uh, Sliwa. I went forward, but luckily I didn't fall down. I'm the 78-year-old and in pretty good shape because if I wasn't, I'd have hit the ground and probably would have cracked my skull. A video of the incident showed Giuliani take, uh, talking to a group of five people in the store when a man approached him from behind and slapped him on the back with an open palm as he walked by. The two men appeared to speak to each other as the suspect continued to walk down, walk around the group. Uh, according to Giuliani, the suspect, Daniel Gill, 39 years old, of Staten Island. You know, it's bad enough. It is, honestly, it's bad enough that you've got, you know, kids doing this stuff. But they're learning it from adults. This guy's almost 40 years old. Almost 40 years old. You can't keep your composure enough to not assault somebody that you disagree with politically. I mean, think about that. Think about the mental app. Okay, for example, there's a like an older guy. Looks like he's in his 60s, right? really doesn't like the idea that I am going to be involved with the Niles burn run helping kids who have been traumatized by fire because I will be in that event. And I encourage all of you to go to nilesburnrun.com. 
get involved in the event, bring your motorcycles, ride with us. It's going to be a lot of fun. But imagine there's, you know, one younger younger guy, and then you've got this dude who's like in his 60s. Can't possibly support children who have been traumatized by fire simply because I'm going to be around. Like, you raised weak generations of people, man. I don't know how else to say it. The fact that you can't even be around anybody that isn't 100% in lockstep with your own worldview is nuts. But that's where we're at. You know, this guy is probably a sociopath. So he's 39 years old. He was arrested and charged with second-degree assault involving a person over the age of 65. Again, Giuliani's 78 years old. He screamed profanities at the former mayor. And he did so about the Supreme Court ruling. Hey, if you're 39 years old and you don't want your side piece to get pregnant, wrap it up, dude. You realize this, every single guy, every single guy who's out there protesting in favor of Roe and against overturning Roe, they just want the option to not have responsibility after getting somebody pregnant. That's all they care about. That's what the same women who are protesting out there too. They want to go out there. They want to do a bunch of risky behavior. They don't want any consequences from the risky behavior. They don't want to spend $3 to prevent that risky consequence. They don't want to spend slightly more than that for a more advanced thoughtless device or procedure to prevent pregnancy. They don't want to even consider it as an option because they don't want responsibility for their own actions. Then he goes on yelling and screaming things like, you're going to kill women, you're going to kill women. He looked either drunk or high, and I thought to myself, I got to have this guy arrested because this is going, going on too damn much. And he's right, it is. He said these Democrats get away with everything, referencing the protests in front of the Supreme Court justices, which again is a federal crime, the attempted assassination of Justice Kavanaugh. It's like when when Rudy Giuliani was unmasked on that show, that masked singer show, which for some reason you people continue to watch, even though I have had I have had things sprayed off of my backside with my bidet that has more appeal than that show. I don't know why you watch it. There's nothing appealing about that show at all. Nothing. But people continue to watch this thing. Rudy Giuliani's there. Why did Rudy, you remember what Rudy Giuliani said? Why he did the mass scene? He wanted to have something for his grandkids to enjoy that wasn't political about him. That was it. This is a grandpa doing something that he was uncomfortable with, but his grandkids could enjoy it. And what happened? That little Asian actor guy who likes to take his clothes off in movies and embarrass himself, that guy gets up and walks off the stage. Can't even be in the same room with him. And this is the thing, man. You know, before Rudy Giuliani was involved in the Trump administration, Democrats in New York 
loved this guy. Even though he was a Republican. Why? Because he cleaned the city up. Giuliani leaves. The city goes to hell in a handbasket. It is never recovered. It is, it's ridiculous how many New Yorkers I've talked to who are even Democrats. They're like, yeah, Rudy Giuliani did an amazing job. I mean, it's, it's crazy what he did to the city. New York was never considered a safe or good place to live until Rudy Giuliani took over. And then it became one of the safest cities in the entire country. <laughs> you think about think about New York City became one of the safest places in the entire country for you to live. Now look at it. And you can't you can't go into a grocery store with Rudy Giuliani. Guys, I sat on a flight with one of Pete Buttigieg's top aides. I was next to him the entire flight. We did not punch each other in the face. He knew who I was. I knew who he was. We were very pleasant to each other. (laughs) He disagrees with nothing that I believe. I disagree with nothing that he believes in. Pete Buttigieg and I, at the height of our bickering online, got together for Memorial Day with the South Bend Cubs, and no issues other than somebody's mommy, but we won't talk about that. Not my mom. Somebody else's mommy. But we won't talk about that. And it was funny because we got done with it. It's so, <laughs> that's so funny. South Bend Cubs people come over and like, that was very professional. I'm like, what did you expect me to do? Just trash the guy for Memorial Day? We're not here for that. If we can be in the same room together, you all can keep your composure for five minutes. People like this are unhinged. They're not reasonable or sane people. Like I said before, I know that they're... They're amplifying this type of behavior on the news and social media and things like that. Um, and unfortunately, what we have is is we have the news media excusing this behavior. The news media for a couple of years now has told you it's okay to riot. It's okay to use violence. Not if you're a Republican, though. Now, if you're a Republican, you can't do any of that. But if you're a Democrat, you have a right to, to riot. You have a right to burn people's businesses down and destroy cars and punch police officers in the face because after all, the cop was just trying to kill you because you woke up the wrong skin color that morning. What do you expect people to do after you feed them that filth for years on end? When you tell people it's okay to punch somebody in the face because you disagree with them, what do you think happens? Well, 39-year-old guys walk up and attack a 78-year-old man from behind. Think of the level of weakness that it takes for a 39-year-old to even attack a 78-year-old. But from behind? Really? This is a guy who cannot please his partners in bed. 100%. Guarantee it. So I don't even know why he's worried about the Roe v. Wade thing. I don't know if he's trying to white knight so he hopes he can get some strange or what because... Ain't nobody interested in this dude. Because nobody's interested in a guy who attacks a 78-year-old man from behind, even if they don't like that guy. Got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. I'm just checking in on the poll that I asked you all to take earlier. This is on Truth Social, at Casey the Host. I got a link to my Telegram poll here um, on Telegram, at Casey the Host. 
Should teachers be allowed to moonlight as porn stars and still keep their teaching job? Got three options. Yes, they are adults and can do what they want in their own time. No, it's immoral and shows that they are weak of character. And only if they don't promote their porn in a way accessible to children. Oh, man. No, it is immoral. Shows they are weak of characters pulling away 55% of the vote right now. It was pretty close between that one and only if they don't promote it in a way that's accessible to kids. But not close right now. Go to truthsocial.com slash Casey the host or telegram at Casey the host. Take the poll. If you're on the live stream on Rumble right now, you can just write your answer in the comments section. Very interesting. Okay, let's let's take a look at this. This kind of goes in with what we're talking about. The last last little bit here. Okay, USA Today. Remember, USA Today is the same place that just had a scandal. They had to, re- they had to remove 23 articles because their columnists made them up. Okay, fabricated them out of thin air. They weren't real. They had a similar scandal a couple of years back. So USA Today has a former editor who says the company retaliated after he claimed that only women can get pregnant. I want you to just take a, take a seat, sit back. I realize I'm giving you a headache right now. Just take a seat, sit back. We live in a time where you can lose your job for simply saying only women can get pregnant. Think about that. A longtime staffer for Gannett Media and USA Today revealed this week that he had been effectively forced out of the company due to his claims that only male human beings, female, that that only female human beings can become pregnant. Uh, Let's see. I'm assuming that that's what... uh, I'm assuming that's a typo there. David Mastio, former deputy editorial page editor at USA Today, said in a lengthy Twitter thread that he was demoted for tweeting that women are the people who get pregnant, an opinion which he claimed led to a braying mob of my colleagues demanding his firing. Now, don't forget, the guy who is responsible for all of Reuters media, the chief guy for stats and evidence, right? This is the guy who basically provides all of the statistics and data for everybody at Reuters in various departments and all of their little side projects, right? So if they go to him and they're like, hey, I need information on this, and he gives them information. He was fired simply because he was able to dig up all the information on police shootings and was saying, hey, everything BLM is telling you is not true. There is no massive increase in police officers killing unarmed black men. It's not common. It's not something that's epidemic. It's certainly not happening at uh, any concerning rate or for any concerning reason. And BLM is lying to you. And he's forced out of the company. This is the guy who ran the department for basically fact-checking the writers at Reuters. And he was concerned that people were writing articles for Reuters that were not true. And he was forced out. So the guy that was responsible for keeping Reuters honest was fired for keeping Reuters honest. Now, USA Today has forced this guy out because all he said, the controversial thing he said is, yeah, only only women can get pregnant. Yeah. For this, I was demoted from deputy editorial page editor and initially threatened with a $30,000 a year pay cut. 
if you don't say men can get pregnant and have babies, you will lose 30 grand and your job per year, 30 grand per year. Can you imagine this nonsense? Mastio has since moved on to become executive editor of Straight Arrow News, though he criticized Gannett Media for what he said was purging of conservative voices from its opinion pages, a journalism institution that doesn't share the same values and priorities as its red and purple state readers isn't long for this world. No kidding. It's not even a conservative viewpoint, guys. That's the thing. It's not a conservative viewpoint. We are at a point where, and for the record, the left is doing this, not the right. The left is is basically setting themselves up. If you believe in facts, you're conservative. What? That is the most bizarre thing. That is the most bizarre thing. If you believe in actual factual evidence, you're a conservative. Just, I mean, that's something that conservatives used to say. Now the left is like, yeah, yeah, pretty much. But it's offensive that you believe in facts. How dare you say two plus two is four, you member of the the white privilege patriarchy, you. Huh? <laughs> it's just insane to watch this stuff play out, but it, but this is actually happening in our country right now. Just absolute bonkers what's going on. But what is um what is uh, the new Republican anyway? What does that mean? What is the new Republican? It's like a news for you. Uh, Reagan Republicans are not the future. They're not. But what does a new Republican look like? How do they mix with conservatives and libertarians? Is there a place for everybody to fit in this big tent Republican party or, or no? It's a good question that was addressed in a, a very interesting thread that I'm going to talk about coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. Also going to go over some other outlandish things that happened over the weekend as a result of the uh, Supreme Court row thing. And we'll talk about the coach and the free exercise clause that the Supreme Court finally upheld. We'll talk about all that coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. I'm your host, Casey Hendrickson. Do you want to thank R&B Car Company, locations in South Bend and Warsaw? R&B Car Company are your used car experts. On Rumble.com, at Casey the Host, hit that subscribe button, please. Also, Truth Social, at Casey the Host. And we got a Telegram poll today. So if you follow me on Telegram, I link to it from Truth Social. Um, and, yeah, it's just, you know, should should teachers at, uh, at public schools and stuff be allowed to uh, do adult movies and stuff or only fans at night on their own time right now um majority of you are saying no they should not be allowed to do that so that poll is going to be going for the next day or so definitely check that out and let me know what you think also if you're watching the live stream on rumble comment in the comment section on whether or not you think that a teacher should be allowed to moonlight in the adult industry or if that is unacceptable for a teacher. You'll understand why a little bit later on in the week. There is a big story is about to break about that. We'll talk about that later in the week, but not now. Uh, what else do we have here? Facebook got caught allowing ISIS content. I've talked about this for a long time. So ISIS was allowed to post on Facebook. Conservatives were not. Cool. <laughs> You have to understand something. You know, 
liberals will go back and go, well, you know, um, like like Breitbart and Daily Wire and Bongino are really popular on Facebook. Yeah, but that's because they make Facebook a ton of money. If you're one of these places that doesn't pay Facebook a crap ton of money for marketing and advertising and stuff like that, they censor you. You know, Glenn Beck used to talk about this all the time. There's one point in time where Glenn Beck tried to pretend that Facebook wasn't censoring anybody because he wasn't being censored on Facebook. And then we ended up finding out that he was spending like half a million dollars a month in advertising or whatever the number was. Some god-awful number. It may not have been half a million, but it was some god-awful number. And it was like, well, yeah, that's why they're not censoring you, dude. You're paying them a ton of money. Whereas pages like mine who don't pay a lot of money or are actually forbidden from paying any money to advertise posts or anything like that, we're getting censored. So it all depends on if this is the thing. Social media allows the big ones. They get rid of the middle and the smaller ones. The big ones that, you know, make them money. They still allow that stuff until the noise becomes so crazy that they don't allow it. You know, for the most part, um, there, there's a couple of exceptions to that, but generally speaking, they will allow it. So Facebook got caught allowing ISIS content while censoring conservatives in the United States. I've talked about this tons over the years, and I've given you real-world examples of it. Uh, there was a point in time where Facebook was literally, and at the time, we didn't even know she was a conservative. She was just a hunter, and she was posting about hunting and stuff like that. And Facebook allowed an entire group dedicated to raping and killing this young lady. Because she killed animals. Now, that was her profession. She's an outdoors influencer. She's now come out as a conservative. But we didn't know what she believed back then. And they allowed a group to actually be created, which had thousands of members. And the entire group, the title of it was something like, you know, to rape and kill this woman or whatever. And all of their posts were about raping and killing her. Because she heard aminals. And Facebook, I reported it, many of you reported it, tons of other people reported it. Facebook said it didn't violate their community standards to have an entire page dedicated to fantasizing about raping and murdering this young lady, who at the time was like 21 or 22 years old. All because she was a hunter. Just, again, bizarre stuff that has happened in the past with Facebook. So there's been a two-year study. Even though you already know this, there's been a two-year study by the Institute for Strategic Dialogue, and it found the Facebook post that openly supported ISIS or Al-Shabaab, which is Somalia-based terrorists, even ones carrying Al-Shabaab branding and calling for violence in languages, including Swahili, Somali, and Arabic, were allowed to be widely shared on the Facebook platform. Nice to know. So what is a new Republican? Because Republican Party's changing. Some people would argue for the better. Some people would argue not for the better. Um, it just depends on, on where you're at. But it is changing. So what does a new Republican look like? Well, there's a very interesting post. Uh, it's from Wokal Distance over on Twitter. And you got to understand, some of these names are designed to be funny and weird. Okay, a lot of people are trying to maintain their anonymity, like Libs of TikTok before she was doxxed. So try not to take it too serious that it isn't, you know, Greg Smith posting this. But it's an interesting post, and I want to read it to you because, you know, you may agree or may disagree. The new Republican will require a new fusionism. 
the 1980s Reaganism with fiscal conservatives, small government, social conservatives, and foreign policy interventionism is dead. There must be a new fusionism. What That fusionism will look like a multi-ethnic, pro-family coalition. It will move the family back to the center of policy. The means liber- this means libertarian economics loosens its grip on conservative policymaking. Pro-family displaces small government at the center of policymaking. Along with being pro-family, the coalition is anti-woke. That is, it opposes the methods and goals of the hard-left woke movement. The goal is to create a good society through good families, not by trying to endlessly restructure society to remove all inequality. Consistent with being anti-woke, the coalition is pro-America. That is, the coalition rejects the notion that America is inherently evil, racist, sexist, or bigoted. The new right coalition thinks that America is a good thing and that it ought to continue. The coalition will be non-interventionist. There will be no more Iraq-style, Iraq war-style interventionism. The coalition will no longer seek to engage in nation-building. The existence of NATO and support for Israel will continue, but invasions, regime change, and endless war will not. Neo-social conservatives must accept both. Common good constitutional interpretation is dead because originalism took out Roe and originalism is correct about how interpretation uh, and meaning work. They do not have a blank check to implement their social ideas. Social conservatives must make concessions to other areas of the conservative movement. For example, attempts to ban pornography are a non-starter for free speech conservatives. But social conservatives can get legislation making it harder for minors to access pornography and make sure that human trafficking and prostitution within the industry is rooted out and punished. But banning it is out. First Amendment conservative will never go for that. The social conservatives do not have the votes to win without help. Same for abortion. Leave the issue to the state legislatures. Do not be like the woke. If the social cons purity spiral over abortion, the conservative movement falls apart. Dems will win and enact abortion on demand until the ninth month paid for by the state. In states where they have the votes, by all means, ban abortion except for rape, incest, and the life of the mother. But do not destroy the coalition by trying to do that in place in places where you don't have the votes and don't try to punish Republicans who disagree. Social conservatives shouldn't take their ball and go home if they don't get everything they want. Everyone in MAGA teamed up to get Roe v. Wade overturned. Let the issue return to the states and be thankful to the coalition that helped you get this tremendous win. Because it's a coalition and the fiscal conservatives will also need to give something up, they will need to allow social conservatives to get funding for their crisis pregnancy centers and funding for an overall an overhaul of the foster system and adoption system. If social conservatives can't purity spiral on abortion, small government and fiscal conservatives can't purity spiral on fiscal issues. Everyone needs to give a little to get along. Fund crisis pregnancy centers, fund an overhaul of the foster and adoption systems. The platform I just laid out can win. 
and it can win big league. I'll reference back to Trump. If we avoid a purity spiral and we walk forward with trust in each other, we can win. Let's do that. It's a very interesting take. It's actually not unlike some of the stuff that I've been telling you before. Actually, what they're saying is, and again, this is about a new Republican, not a new conservative. Um, neocons put their religious faith and their religious morality above the Constitution. This is my biggest complaint with them. Anybody who tells you you have to do this moralistic religious thing or else you're not a true conservative, they themselves are not true conservatives. They're trying to hijack the movement. But it is very interesting how this was kind of laid out. I don't think they're necessarily wrong. I don't think that they're going to get what they want. I don't think that the coalition like this can exist because these are singular issue type voters and singular issue type voters tend to not compromise. What do you think of that? Comment in the section. In the, comment in the comment section on Rumble. Rumble.com slash Casey the host. What do you think of the definition of the new Republican? I'll put it in the daily show prep for you to read it and evaluate it on your own. We've got more coming up. Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I think I'm going to do that. Everybody who says something snarky about me online, I'm just going to be like, cry your salty tears into a MyPillow. MyPillow.com promo code Casey. <laughs> I'm just going to do that everywhere now. Uh, it's funny. The best part about, about trolls is that they think they affect you, but you're really just wasting their time. It's... it's <laughs> Oh, man. If they only knew that we sat around at my house and, and read their comments and laughed and laughed and laughed. I don't think that they would they would troll anymore. All right. What else do we have here? Well, lots, but some stuff I'm holding off on. We will have Tudor Dixon on the show tomorrow at 3.30. Okay. Uh, Tudor Dixon is, of course, one of the gubernatorial candidates in Michigan. We've had Tudor on the show before. I've told you before that I have, I don't remember the last time that I saw a candidate who is a new candidate who is as prepared to be a candidate and a politician as her. And I mean that. I'm not just saying that because she was on the show once. There's lots of people around the show that I'm, eh, I don't know if it's going to work. Hope it does. They're good people. Um, but honestly, I, I've not been impressed with a rookie candidate as much as I have been with Tudor Dixon, and I mean that. I have not interviewed the other candidates who are running for governor in Michigan. I hope to, but she has been very impressive, uh, and she's still in this thing until Gretchen Whitmer figures out how to get everybody else out of the race, too, using her Gestapo there in the state of Michigan. But but I, I was very impressed with Tudor Dixon in our first interview. Uh, they're going to come on again tomorrow. She's going to be with us tomorrow at 330 Unless something happens. Last we heard, it was confirmed, but they, they said the schedule is kind of in flux because of the campaign trail stuff and everything else. So if you are looking for a candidate in Michigan, you're on the Michigan side of the border, or if you're in Indiana going to vote in Michigan, because I hear they allow that, then Tudor Dixon will be on tomorrow at 3.30, and she's one of the candidates running against Gretchen Whitmer for the Republican nomination. All right. Well, I, I got I to gotta talk about a couple more things that, that had to do with um, – 
the Supreme Court ruling. We'll get into the Supreme Court ruling with the high school coach here in a little bit. I don't think we need to devote a ton of time to that, but I just wanted to give you the updates on it. I'm sure most of you heard about it anyway. But there's a few things that have been happening, and people have been sending me some stuff over the weekend, and they're like, yo, people are sharing this Wikipedia article, which shows abortion is allowed in Europe, like, way later than the United States and everything else. Now, for those of you who know, I've been talking about this issue for a number of years, and the United States allows abortion later than pretty much everybody in the Western world, with the exception of like one or two places, okay? The only places that the United States is really in line with for abortion is China. Now, if you know anything about abortion at all, if you're in line with Chinese policies, you're probably wrong. And the United States has been in line with Chinese policy for a long time. And that's that's not a good position to be in. Uh, and again, the reason for that is the science does not support this at all. You know, there was a, a point in time where we didn't know a lot about what was happening in a woman's body and everything else. The, the science is advanced. We now know how developed a child is. And even the people who don't buy into the life begins at conception narrative, a lot of them, the majority of them now are like, yo, we need to have some serious restrictions here because we can see what it looks like in there now. And that's a human child. Not just looking at ultrasounds, but we got 3D, the, the ability 3D graphically to see everything in there now, to duplicate it. I, you can get a file now. If you're, if you're a pregnant woman, you can get a file. And by the way, there are services that do this. You can go in and you can get a 3D file of your baby and somebody can 3D print it at various stages when you go for your checkups. And you can save those. You can actually keep them. Where you can have the different stages of your baby as they're developing in your body and you can keep them as a keepsake. And I mean, it's, it's powerful stuff. And I know for a lot of people, maybe they, they weren't pro-life or maybe they were on the fence about it or indifferent about it until they saw their baby for the first time. And that's where a lot of people changed. So there's something that, that happened here. And this is a common tactic. And I haven't talked about it in a while. So I wanted to bring this up. Because it's not true that Europe allows abortion past the United States. It's just not. Uh, are there a couple of very permissive uh, nations in Europe? Yeah, France, uh, I think Finland, uh, fairly permissive maybe it's not feeling it might be sweet one of those up top um but in general europe is way more restrictive than the united states however what has happened is because the left controls wikipedia what they do is they log into wikipedia they change a wikipedia page's data to fake data and then they screenshot it they don't share the article they screenshot it and then they share the screenshots of the changed wikipedia article as proof that they're right and you're wrong. This is a common tactic. Left-wing people have been doing this for a long time. It's not true. If you go and look right now, and by the way, this was updated in May of this year in the New York Times. They did a whole thing. I published this on Truth Social, so that way you could see it, okay? Um, there is only one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight or nine countries. It, do you count Iceland as a country? 
really? Isn't Iceland more like an outpost? We count Iceland. Okay, there's like five people in Iceland. All right, nine countries. And I'm, look, I feel like I'm being very generous, including New Zealand here. Okay? There's nine countries in the entire world who allow abortion beyond 15 weeks. Nine. That's it. Nobody else does. So we're in the camp of China. <laughs> okay? Like nobody else does this. Most of the world, believe it or not, most of the world bans abortion. Unless there is a risk to the mom. Most of the world. There are a few that go up to 15 weeks. I mean, not a few, but the next best category is up to 15 weeks. Okay. Um, but they changed the Wikipedia article to manipulate the data and then share it with everybody. But it was weird because I had, you know, a listener I've known for many, many years and, and you know, we're friendly with each other. And she's like, hey, they're doing this. Like this, this isn't right. Like I looked this up and it's totally wrong. I'm like, yeah, they actually do this a lot. They change the Wikipedia article. They screenshot the article and then they share the screenshots in order to prove that they're right. First of all, anybody who uses Wikipedia as a source? <laughs> nope. Automatically assume they're wrong. Um, but I've been talking about this for so long that I already knew that that was preposterous. <laughs> so it's not accurate. It's not true. Anybody who's sharing the Wikipedia articles that say, oh, abortions are allowed in, in you know Western Europe far later than the United States, that is not true. But if you go to my Truth Social, Truth Social at Casey the Host, I have the screenshots from the New York Times article that was updated, okay? It was updated May of this year with the latest abortion laws. And you can see what they what they look like all across the world if you want to go ahead and rebuff somebody who's using a fake Wikipedia article. MNC News Time is 5.32. Time to check out Impress Jewelry Creations, creating meaningful jewelry for the moments that last a lifetime. I'm going to include some stuff in the Daily Show prep here that goes over some of the abortion stuff. You know, data, that sort of thing. Some of the other things that happen. You know, just the violence that happened. Just so you have it as a reference point. I don't want to really, like, you know, hammer it home right now. Uh, including some of the weird Antifa domestic terrorists who like to dress up as Nazis for cosplay. Uh, some of the Antifa protests that were literally using Mao chants, chants that Mao used in China, the exact same chants. I'll put those in the Daily Show prep too. Uh, I might even include a video or two of of uh, Antifa protesters physically assaulting women who are pro-life, which all happened. News media keeping it nice and quiet. Don't want you to know anything about it, but... Yeah, not good. Not good watching some of this stuff. It's, uh, it's pretty disgusting behavior. Like I said, you're, you're dealing with sociopaths and psychopaths, um, both of them. It's, pretty, it's a pretty grim time for our society and how we engage with each other, even though it's been a pretty good couple of weeks for our society and culture in general. Now, the high court, and again, I told you that it was probably going to go this way, and thank God it did. The Supreme Court also allowed a football coach to pray on the football field. And again, this is uh, the free expression, free exercise clause, I should say. Um, he has a, a right to religious expression, and this includes at school. 
And what I found interesting about these things is that we already have established law and multiple court rulings on this, including the Supreme Court, that you are allowed to pray in school. You as a citizen, as a student, as a faculty member, you're allowed to pray in school. And the idea that a football coach wouldn't be allowed to pray at the 50-yard line and allow any other players who wanted to join him on any team to do so um, was crazy. And this is what happens when you have crazy people who are not interested in allowing other people to exercise their rights. You know, this is the this is kind of where we've gone as a country. I can exercise my rights. You can't exercise yours. And I told you before, you know, when I first got into this business, it was I might disagree with what you say, but I'll fight to the death for your right to say it. That does not apply anymore in our society. It just doesn't. I know that some of you still have that philosophy, but by and large, you will not find people who will accept that. And it's really sad because that used to be very commonplace. And I would say that even 10, 11 years ago, when I first came here, it still was commonplace and it has really descended since then. So the Supreme Court ruled today uh, in favor of the public high school football coach who was fired after the after he prayed at the 50-yard line immediately after games, saying that the government cannot punish somebody uh, for what a majority of justices held was personal, private, religious expression. Again, 6-3 to three ruling, which means, again, you have three justices who don't think you have a religious right to pray. <laughs> I want you to just wrap your mind around that, okay? Uh, so anyway, this is, they're calling this the final nail in the coffin of the lemon test, all right? So it, there's a decades-old precedent that offered a strict but confusing interpretation of the First Amendment. Um, again, the balance between the free exercise and free expression and entanglement of religion, that sort of stuff. Uh, Justice Gorsuch and Joseph Kennedy, who uh, coached at a school in Bremerton, Washington, uh, proved his post-game prayer was private and no students were compelled to join him. Indeed, the three... On the three occasions that um, that earned his firing, none did. So, again, basically what, what we're saying here is that uh, this guy would go pray at the 50-yard line. He was a coach. Anybody wanted to join him was welcome to do so. He did not compel anybody to do so. If he had compelled somebody to do so, he would absolutely be violating um, the Constitution and the law and should be punished for it. But on the three occasions that got him fired, no students actually joined him. So, once again, you have a right to pray. The There is no ban on religious expression by our government. You just can't promote one religion over another. Got more coming up. Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Man, few things are annoying than coming in and opening up the office the day after the cleaners are supposed to be there and look around, and it's a mess. But you got a client meeting, you got important VIPs coming in, and you know that they're going to see that unless you have to clean it yourself. That's the whole point of having cleaners, so you don't have to do that, so you can actually focus on preparing for that presentation. Well, Clean Industrial Office is not going to leave you in a bind like that. A lot of other cleaners will. Clean Industrial Office, if that were to ever happen, would they ever miss anything? All you do is call them up and, hey, you missed something. They'll come back. They'll take care of it for free. They'll even bring you donuts. You've got that extra oomph with your client presentation. Clean Industrial Office are the cleaners that you can trust. They're going to do the job right. They're going to do it right every single time. They offer an entire myriad of services that a lot of other places, frankly, cannot offer. And they're true professionals. They're also hiring. So if you're interested in looking for a job right now, you're I should say you're already looking for a job. If you're interested in a job, go to cleanindustrialoffice.com, click on job opportunities in the top, 
row. And if you're a small business, be a guest on their podcast. Great show. Fun people to be around. Um, I, I did their show as a small business owner, and I, I had a great time. Fantastic time. So definitely check them out online at cleanindustrialoffice.com. All right, I look, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm cautiously optimistic about this. Tens of thousands of voters who helped Democrats install Joe Biden into the White House are now happily switching to Republicans, according to voter registration analysis that was released today. More than 1 million voters across 43 states have switched parties to become Republican. In the past 12 months alone. Youch. Now, this is according to the Associated Press. Now, here's the thing. I need you to understand something that may be a little uncomfortable for some of you to hear. A lot of this is Operation Chaos. Now, for those of you who don't know what Operation Chaos is, even though it happened before Operation Chaos was announced to Rush Limbaugh's show, these are people switching parties to manipulate primaries. Now, let me give you a perfect example. Liz Cheney. Liz Cheney actually is putting out an emailer. Okay? Are you an overseas citizen? How can I change my party affiliation to register as a Republican so I can vote for Liz? This is an actual mailer that she's sending out to people. <laughs> so, some some of this, not all of it, some of it are people swapping parties just for the primary, and then they're going to vote Democrat in the in the general. Okay, this is a this is one of those reasons why I don't I don't like open primaries. I just I don't like this this whole process. But just so you know. I'm not convinced that there's actually a 1 million vote swing in Republicans' favors. I really don't believe that, okay? Um, how many of them have swung to Republicans? I don't know, but, you know, here's the deal. The broad swath of regions in the country, big and small, urban and rural, reports the same phenomenon. Nowhere is the switch more visible, according to the Associated Press analysis, than in suburban counties stretching across Denver to Atlanta, Pittsburgh, and Cleveland. The GOP is also reportedly gained ground in counties around medium-sized cities such as Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, Raleigh, North Carolina, Augusta, Georgia, and Des Moines, Iowa. All the numbers bode ill for Democrats in a vote which will determine control of Congress and dozens of governorships. Now, the one thing that I will say here is certainly not all of these are just a strategy to mess with Republicans in the primaries because we're talking about 43 states where this is happening and you wouldn't need to swap in all 43 of those states in order to mess with the primary. So, just saying, there's a really good chance that a large chunk of people are switching to Republicans. Um, but this is, yeah, this is, um, this is a doozy. I'm just, I would not exercise the same enthusiasm about this as a lot of folks are. Because some of this is going to be electioneering some of it will be genuine but even if it were half of that we're actually switching to republicans because they were done with democrats that's not a small number when we're talking about the number of adults who actually do vote in general elections so it's something and we've certainly seen that number balloon up in florida 
We know that those numbers are real. So pretty interesting stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, please subscribe online. We'll see you next uh, tomorrow.